0: Today's episode of What's the Big Idea is brought to you by agency. Yeah, student agency. When students are empowered to take meaningful action and initiative in their learning, we are fostering students who will make a difference. Teachers, don't be afraid to release some of that control. Student agency. Check it out. Now on to the show. Welcome to What's the Big Idea. I'm your host, Dan Carney. Later on, I'll be speaking with three high school students about their views on gun violence and student activism. I'm recording this shortly after a shooting in Virginia Beach killed 12. The sad thing is I could make this episode any time of the year and begin it by saying, I'm recording this podcast shortly after such and such shooting. I'm also recording this a few days after NPR published a fascinating story about an 18-year-old in Vermont who planned a shooting spree at his former high school, but was apprehended before he could take action. The article, This Teen Planned a School Shooting, But Did He Break the Law?, goes into detail about the relationship between would-be shooters, their peers, parents, and mental health services. Now a quick shout-out to the idea for this episode— I was talking about gun violence in schools with my wife when she said, why don't we ever hear from students who weren't directly involved in school shootings? That really got me thinking. Students who are directly affected are in the media, either as victims, survivors, or outspoken activists, but it does seem like we rarely hear from students who haven't been directly involved. Thus, I thought I'd reach out to some former students. You'll hear from them later, Gabe, Grace, and Tatum. Students who have taken some action on this issue and have done some really deep thinking about it. Before we go any further, let's look at some of the statistics around gun violence in schools. While there is some debate about whether national gun violence and mass shootings are actually getting worse, and it largely depends on how statistics are used and what constitutes a mass shooting, it's pretty clear we've seen an increase in school incidents. Now for this, I'm drawing from the Center for Homeland Defense and Security, a project from the Navy Postgraduate School. They've done an excellent job of visualizing a whole range of data related to this topic. I'll link their site on our Twitter feed. So in the 1970s, there were 163 gun-related incidents in K-12 schools in the U.S. That rose to 218 in the 1980s. 265 in the 1990s, 343 in the 2000s, and 344 in our most recent decade, with 2019 not yet complete. And this includes 2018, the highest year on record with 97 gun-related incidents. By an overwhelming majority, the perpetrators of these incidents were students. And some of these are well-known, Sandy Hook, Parkland, Columbine, but the vast majority, the vast, vast majority, are under or even unreported by national and local media. But those that have received attention have received a lot. And one of the most obvious effects of this uptick in gun violence in schools and the attention it's received has been increased spending by states on school security. Last year alone, 26 states spent a combined $1 billion on additional safety measures, including security upgrades, school resource officers, mental health counseling, and emergency planning. And as a recent article in an insurance publication put it, quote, Parents are terrified, school superintendents are scrambling to find the right safety measures, and more and more startups and businesses are trying to solve the safety problem with new inventions guaranteed to keep children safe. Quote. Indeed, schools can now buy items like $4,000 armored doors, and Home Depot and Walmart have even started selling $150 bulletproof backpacks. How effective these kinds of products are? or to what degree they are simply what Bruce Schneier has called security theater, remains to be seen. But it's clear that some people are making a lot of money off this fear, and cash-strapped states are having to divert precious money away from teaching and learning. This is not really the point of the episode, though. I want to keep it focused on the students, and the logical place to go is the March for Our Lives that took place on March twenty-fourth, two 2018, and inspired school events around the country. Organized largely by students from Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, the March for Our Lives ushered in a new wave of student activism, providing many Americans with their first glimpse of a generation raised with political consciousness developed through the prism of social media. The March, which spawned over 800 events around the country, brought over 1 million people to Washington, D.C., and made media heroes of students like Emma Gonzalez and David Hogg. In researching this episode, I came across an excellent page from the PBS NewsHour in which dozens of high school students from around the country weighed in with their opinion on gun violence in schools. There's some really moving and insightful stuff here, and we'll certainly post it to our Twitter feed. Here's one example of one of those high school testimonies, and I asked one of my own students to read it.
1: Camille, 11th grade, Traverse City, Michigan. In the aftermath of the most recent school shooting in Parkland, Florida, adults tell us not to live in fear and to go on with our daily lives. Yet over the last two decades since the mass shooting at Columbine High School, nothing has been done to prevent more school shootings. In fact, access to assault-style weapons has only gotten easier. This unfettered access to weapons has caused us to lose future Olympians, mathematicians, teachers, writers, doctors, astronauts, and all of those individuals who would one day make up our communities. Our generation will not forget that our elected leaders have let us down over and over again. We will do everything in our power to ensure that our views are represented when we are eligible to vote. When we do, we will create laws to restrict weapon access, ensure care for behavioral health issues, and keep our schools safe for our friends, families, and for generations.
0: Before we get to my interview with the three students, I'd like to make one Editorial comment. And if you're listening to the show and you feel strongly one way or the other, especially if you disagree, I'd love to hear from you. I just want to say that putting guns in the hands of teachers during the school day is an unequivocally awful idea. I understand it's about safety, but teaching is far too stressful and emotional a job for firearms to become part of the equation. And I can't imagine how students are going to feel like they're in a safe learning environment if their teacher has a firearm on their hip. And likewise, I can't imagine how teachers would be able to instill a sense of love and safety in the classroom with that weapon. There's also just the sheer logistic question about how you could possibly ensure the gun didn't fall into the wrong hands. Wrong hands like an angry or upset student or staff member. How could you ensure that a teacher, under intense pressure, maybe personal problems, or just in a moment of stress, did not use the gun inappropriately? And if you don't agree with this logic, consider this statistic, again, from the Center for Homeland Defense and Security. The main reason for gun-related school incidents was what they call, quote, escalation of dispute with gang-related a distant second. Avoiding further escalations is a major reason to keep guns away from teachers who can come into disputes with students and other teachers. Okay, like I said before, I want to keep this really centered on students. And to that end, I invited in three students to have a discussion. I picked these three students because they're three former students of mine who, following the Parkland shooting of 2018, took the initiative hundred percent their own initiative to take action and lead an assembly and discussion here at school. And I thought they were a great role model for not just the students but for the adults as well for how to handle uh, difficult topics and how to take on uh, meaningful national topics in a constructive way. So I invited them in to talk about it. Yeah.
2: Hi, I'm, I'm Gabe. I'm a freshman in high school along
0: with the rest of them.
3: Yeah, I'm Tatum. I'm Grace.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for being here on summer break. Thanks for making this podcast your first stop on summer break. Yeah. Of Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back a year uh, when you were my students and the Parkland shooting happened. Um, and could you talk a bit about what motivated you? First of all, what you did that after that happened in school and what motivated you to do that?
3: Yeah, so after the Parkland shooting, we started hearing about the school walkouts that people were doing to, like, raise awareness and say that students, like, aren't okay with what's going on and we don't feel safe. And just kind of, like, pay respects and to just, like, spread awareness about what was going on. So we decided to lead it this during an advisory i think we did yeah we created a yeah. presentation
4: sort of just saying like kind of educating if people didn't already know and saying like how you can help linking different like organizations we like wanted to educate and see like this is what's going on and this is how you can like help like you specifically
2: yeah we made a uh, I believe it was a slideshow and yeah. we presented in front of i think it was just the middle school mm-hmm. and like showed them um, a lot of mass shootings that already
0: happened the death counts and where it happened Okay. And do you recall, like, the feeling of being up there in front of the whole school and talking about these things? Because it's not really something that we talk a, yeah. a lot about no, in schools. We
4: don't. I know, like, a lot of the kids, especially here, we kind of live in this little bubble where not a lot of super bad or violent things happen. So just to, like, educate these kids and kind of see them, like, realize what's actually going on in the outside world was really cool to be, like, we kind of, like, brought this information to them.
2: It was, it was scary, you know, just yeah. giving a presentation in front of the entire middle school is just going to be. But also felt uh, a little empowering, you know. It made you feel like, hey, I'm, I'm making a difference. You know, I'm, I'm helping people. I'm
0: helping educate people about this horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, and I remember when you three put it together, it was your idea entirely. Yeah. 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 But I do remember sitting with you three, and there were some other teachers there, and one mm-hmm. of you, maybe you gave said something like, we're not going to do something just like to do something where the kids think this is a waste of time right so do you feel yeah. like do you feel like after that as you walk out of there feeling like the students got something out of it yeah no yeah, definitely and definitely. I
4: think like one major thing especially through like my myp and like through stuff like that it's like maybe we can't make like the biggest impact but we can impact a groups of people and they together can make a collective impact
0: every every little thing counts yeah yeah so now you're in high school and uh, let's talk a bit about the impression you get at high school about safety security what messages you get Um, is it something that you find at school you have to think about or your school thinks about
3: at least speaking for my school um, they have put effort into security and they've talked a lot about it like especially like opening weeks they talk a lot about we have like a little like person who stands at the hill going up to our school like checking making sure that you have like a sticker on your car that says that you're allowed to be there and you're like not allowed to leave campus without like a pass and like a reason you have to be called out so they they do make an effort to like feel safe but like with all these things going on like it sometimes you can't help but think something could happen and like sometimes it's like sad that we have to even like think of that because when I was taking my finals I was taking mine in a classroom and there was either construction or something was in like the vents or something and I heard like a loud noise and my first thought was there's a shooter in the school and like, mm-hmm. that should not be my first thought because like it's sad that I even have to think of that because I should be in school to be learning not worrying about somebody coming in the school.
2: I, I mean I've thought about that situation like multiple times like what would i do right now if i heard gun gunshots? i mean i I shouldn't have to think about that it's scary
4: and like i know at my school i think because i go to a little bit of a bigger school than you guys there's a lot like more like visible security like we have you're not allowed to leave campus unless you get called out by like your like parents or something and then i know that because we have tablets that are, like, filtered through the school, it filters. So I know, for instance, one kid, like, searched out, like, how to, like, buy or obtain, like, a gun. And it was, like, immediately sent to the front desk, and three deans came in and, like, got him from the classroom and, like, went through his computer, and he was, like, suspended. And it was, like, it was harmless. Like, he wasn't going to do anything, but they are just, like, taking, making sure and taking precautions. And, like, they had, like, they talked to our grade about it because it was a freshman. And so they, like, just, like knowing that they care is like comforting but they're not I think until something physically happens to maybe our school or someone extremely close in our actual community they're not going to take as many precautions that should be taken Mm -hmm.
0: do you remember when as a student you first remember gun violence being something you actually thought about like can you think of a moment and a grade when you were like wow actually guns in schools is a thing
3: For me, it was when the Parkland shooting happened. That was like, because that was like, I feel like the first big one that happened in a while. At least that's like from my memory. Um, Or that was in the news a lot because so many like, lives were lost i remember seeing like a video of all the kids having to walk out with, of school with their hands on their head and and like seeing like videos on like twitter and online of like the gunshots going off and kids like screaming like calling their parents and like that was like okay and then it started happening happening a lot more frequently like it happened like like an absurd amount of times last year
0: yeah 2018 was a yeah. record high yeah it
4: was a lot and like not even It's not specifically gun violence, but kind of like violence brought to schools. I remember when Mm -hmm. we were in fifth grade, there was like a massive bomb threat, so we couldn't go to school for like two weeks. And that's when I kind of realized like this isn't just something that happens like far away that like people like talk about and researches stuff that actually happens to people like us here. And it kind of just like brought to my attention like this is an actual problem and like maybe we should be starting to pay a little bit more attention to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a fantastic memory, um, but... I Kind of just remember it being always a thing, but I never really realized that it could happen to me until like I started seeing videos of it happening online It was, It's frankly terrifying just to see that happening to another school and realizing hey that could be me and it, I mean It's happening, you know, California and places pretty close to here. Yeah
0: Why do you think I mean student activism and students speaking out has been around as long almost as long as there's been schools mm-hmm. But why do you think this like Parkland in particular? Mm -hmm. and you know three were an example of this why is this brought on a new level of student activism
2: well the parkland students i think they were the ones who really brought it on they i mean it's just i guess it was just a breaking point really i mean we've been a lot of school shootings before that and after that but right then the the students that went to that school realized that they at least at least just them needed to do something about it and started spreading it more and more and spreading like what was actually Happening, You know the videos of it happening and they started just telling people hey this isn't okay We all need to do something you need to do something.
4: I think that they realized Especially more with like social media becoming more prevalent in like our society that they had sort of a lens on them Like after that and they knew that they could use that to their advantage and to like help people and to raise awareness and like once the first like match was lit it just like people started to follow and they started to realize, like especially seeing like the personal lives of these kids and seeing the videos, they realized that very well could be me, and they could put themselves in their shoes, like physically with the videos, mm-hmm. like that could be my point of view of an actual shooting happening at my school. And I think it just sort of like made it more real to people to sort of see those different like parts of it.
0: Wow, I'm glad you brought up the social media aspect because I feel like that is one of the major differences, that yeah. especially for uh, young people your age. You've grown up with social media and you know the power of it in a way that people my age and older really don't. We, we can see it, but we haven't used it the same way. Um, you've heard of the idea, uh, President Trump, among others, has put this idea out of teachers having guns. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that one? Well... I, I've had one or two teachers that I would
2: very much not like to have a gun in the classroom with. I mean, that would be just be terrifying as a student, even if, like, you don't need it to defend someone. So why? Tell, just tell seeing me. a teacher with a weapon that can kill you is just terrifying. And, I mean, I, frankly, it wouldn't help that much. Like, if you're, say you're a police officer, you're going to a school, there's a school shooting happening at the school, you see multiple people with guns, who are you going to stop? you don't know who's doing the shooting. You don't know whether it's a student that's picked up a gun. You don't know whether it's a teacher that started the shooting. You don't know what's happening.
4: It also, yeah, I also, like, I believe that, like, yes, guns save lives in the right hands of people. Like, in the hands of police officers, well-trained police officers, that's what they do. That's what their job is to protect people. I think a teacher is, like, much more useful protecting people by educating their kids, not, like, with the gun, because I think it's, honestly, you're gonna scare kids more and like this isn't really like related to like the guns, but like I honestly think that like the dropout rates of kids would go up because kids are too scared to either go to school. And if like their teacher has a gun, let's say one of these kids like has some sort of issue and they like can get access to this gun pretty easily, it's in every one of their classrooms. That's just going to create even more issues like in the future.
0: So, what does that education look like? Because yeah. I think at our school, the school here. Probably before you three got up and gave a presentation to the school, I'm willing to bet there hadn't been much of a discussion ever about this kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I could be wrong, but what what, is, what does that look like for you know, lower school, for middle school, for high school? What is that? Uh, how, how do we help students be more prepared and I aware? I
4: feel like... It's going to be better if it comes from kids. And I'm willing to bet that there's at every school at least like a handful of kids that are passionate about the issue and willing to put in the time to make a presentation, educate their peers, especially at the middle school level. Because if you just hear a presentation from adults, then you might not even pay attention. You might just see like, this is just like another like educational presentation. I don't care. But if it's coming from like your friends or people that you know, you're going to realize like, hey, they care about this. Why do they care about this? Maybe I should care about this.
0: So big picture question here, the country's grappling with what to do about school safety and states are spending a lot of money and people are wringing their hands. From, from the student level perspective, what do you think the answer is?
4: I mean, I know that if even adults are struggling with this, I don't, I, I don't, like, believe kids should be able to come up with, like, solid solutions, but I honestly think one of the best solutions that we could do is just educating kids, because I mean, people know about the issue, but if you really, like, educate them, like, how maybe if they did one of those presentations to even, like, younger kids, because I know it's happening, like, even with, like, lower school kids now.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it is education, as you said, but a lot of it is just we need I mean, more money in the schools can only help with the problem, I think. Um, it makes it so you can have psychologists in the school to help. I mean, most of them, a lot of the shootings are just students who have problems and they have no effective way to deal
0: with it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, maybe we could talk just for a second there about what what mental health services. Yeah.
3: At my school, I mean, I go to a way smaller school than Tatum does, but there's we have one counselor. Um, I don't know but i don't like really see i don't think it's used very often but i also think that like the stigma around mental health is so negative and people think that like if you have an anxiety disorder you have a depression you have depression like it's like it's like a bad thing mm-hmm. which like is which is crazy because, like, so many people deal with it. Like, like so many people, especially, like, teenagers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I should mention here that you three go to very high-performing schools. Yeah. Where the pressure is probably... Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I know oh, some yeah, people who... I, I have I know, no idea like, how they're still functioning, frankly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah me
4: neither. Like, honestly, I know... I think... I can't speak, like, out of facts, but I know a large majority of people that go to my school have like struggle with depression or anxiety and i don't know if that's me because it's like such a high performing school where there's so much stress on the kids or maybe that's just a total basis overall but i know like for the amount of kids that struggle with with mental like disorders it has such a negative stigma around it and i like don't i'm not really understanding why people see it in such a negative light if even the people that sort of like make fun of it they're struggling with it too and i think that they're just maybe a little bit insecure about the fact that uh, they're struggling and they want to just sort of push the attention onto someone else
0: Mm.
4: yeah i think that like if it was more normalized then i think it would get used a little bit more
0: yeah and it's something that's concerned me is that we do live in a very safe place as you said tatum Mm. but we also live in a very high-pressure, high-stakes yeah, place, definitely. and that's where coming back to sort of the, the gun safety argument, I, I think probably a lot of people feel like that probably wouldn't happen here, like how safe we are. But we have a lot of students under a lot of pressure, and I would worry about where, where the guns are located.
2: Yeah, I know some kids that I, I'm afraid that they just crack. I mean, they're under such an immense amount of pressure. I don't know how they, like, all they do is study. Mm. And, I mean, right. eventually...
4: I think it's just like scholastic pressure I think it's like family issues a lot of the time so I know like a lot of my friends they struggle with like anxiety and depression but it's like a, a lot of it roots back to their family lives so not only do they have like school pressure but they have family pressure they have friend pressure and they have sports because a lot of like especially at my school a lot of the kids play sports and they want to get scholarships to like mm-hmm. colleges for sports and so they're under so much pressure to perform but also keep their grades up. But also to have their social life good. But also to keep a good relationship with their families. And it just becomes a lot, especially for kids that have been doing it for so long. Hmm.
0: So, let's say you get your 15 seconds with a senator, with your senator, with the president. What what's your what's your elevator pitch? What what do you say? You're speaking for students about about uh, gun safety and keeping schools safe. What do you say?
3: kids are dying because people are having access to these deadly weapons and like people are losing their children and people are losing their brothers and sisters because like of these guns that are killing them so there needs to be more like stricter gun laws and more like uh they don't need to give them out as easily because that would just save like children's lives
4: Yeah, and I honestly think that if you told a senator, like, what if that was your kid? Like, if that was your wife, if that was your daughter, if that was your son, in that position, if your child died because there was too much access to firearms, like, would you speak out about it when it was your child? Just think about how not only that person who lost their lives, but their surrounding family and friends, how it affects their lives.
2: I'd say more money to schools, more psychologists in schools, more people to help the children and i mean more restrictive gun laws
0: yeah okay gabe grace and tatum thank you very much for joining me today thank you for having us appreciate it i hope you enjoyed that conversation it's the kind of conversation that really gives me hope about the future I teach social studies, and active citizenship is something I really stress, so it's especially heartwarming to hear that sort of reflection, insight, and caring from young people like Gabe, Grace, and Tatum. And I have to say, they just came in on their first day of summer vacation, walked in, got set up for the interview, and we just went for it. And that was a first take you're hearing all the way through. There was no practicing. There was no rehearsing. There was no pausing to think about exactly the right words. That's just three young people giving it to you straight. And I was so impressed, and I hope you were too. If nothing else, I hope this episode of What's the Big Idea has left you with the feeling that even though gun violence in schools is real and there's no such thing as a school that's immune to this problem, Our best resource, our strongest resource, is probably our students. We teachers need to do everything we can to cultivate in our students action and caring and a desire to make the world a better place. School has to be about so much more than just the knowledge and the test and the moving on to the next thing. They're in the next thing right now. They are living in the next thing right now. That next thing is life. And students can make the world a better place. Sounds cliche. Sounds shopworn. It's true. We've saw, we've all seen it. I've seen it. And I know you have too. And I hope what you've taken away from this episode is that that's the fight we got to keep fighting. Pushing students to make the world a better place. To be active. To have that agency. Thanks for checking out today's episode of What's the Big Idea. Music today by Kevin MacLeod. Big shout out there. Thanks for listening. Check us out next time.